everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entirety of the World Wide Web. You even could put, you could put www.HashtagBasketball.com, you could do that, and it will still take you there, because the World Wide Web Still, it still exists. You still, ha- you should still have to put the www in front of every URL that you write on your web browser because you should show some respect to the OG World Wide Web and the best site for fantasy tools analysis. Hashtag basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always, one of the founders of the World Wide Web, and my co-host Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Well, that statement is factually incorrect, Michael. Um, That's true. You, you, so you're, you're, too, you're, you're too young to have founded the, the World Wide Web. Oh, when was the World Wide Web founded? That's a good question. I'm going to say in the 70s, possibly in the 60s. Uh, That's true. Because it, it, it's, it's an old... I, I know a little bit about it. It was founded in 1989, Michael. I was wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, I was... I will date myself. I was negative three years old in 1989. Ah, so good point. The World Wide Web, which is really what I, for some reason, I got really obsessed the other day with the fact that we has to, that, you know, we had to put www in front of everything and how funny that was. And so I'm, it's still rolling around in my mind. Uh, but you're right. The World Wide Web, 1989. Tim Berners Lee little trivia for you out there. Oh, you ready for my trivia? All right, yeah, speaking of trivia, let's get into fantasy basketball on the World Wide Web. Tyler, we've been doing our 30 for 30, uh, 30 teams in over 30 days. You've been starting out with a trivia question. I'm ready this time, Tyler. I'm prepared. I'm ready for it. I, I don't know, Michael. I don't know. Current ready. Houston Rockets only for this question, right? Okay. Oh, boy, that's starting out not that great. How many finished inside the top 100 in per-game value last year? Per-game, top 100, current roster. Current roster only. So, Kristen Wood is gone. So, he don't count. Pretty sure he finished in the top 100. Um... I'm trying to think of anybody. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna name at least someone I know who does play for the Houston Rockets. Today's today's the episode where I get I I know who plays for the Rockets. I know who plays for this team. I swear I did my homework this time after being called out on every other episode. Kevin Porter Jr. So one one. Is there a second? Maybe I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say Jalen Green didn't get there. You are one too high, my friend. Ooh. No, Christian wait. Wood was the only Rocket to finish inside the top 100 in per-game value, and he finished 85th. Oof. That's so bad. We talk, about, we talk about this, though, for all rebuilding teams, right? It's pretty hard not to have a guy in the top 100. Yeah, because there's They minutes, almost right? did it. They almost did it. That's not, that's not, and, that's not good. This might be a quick the, episode. Here's the crazy part. Kevin Porter Jr. finished 109th, okay? The third best Rocket was Dennis Schroeder at 147. Ugh. So they literally had two people 
that finished what would be a pick in a normal 12-team league? That's, uh, that's shit. That's pretty bad. And the roster didn't get better, right? Now, you can maybe, you know, turn it around a little bit. Let's not, let's not get everybody too, uh, I guess, uh, apocalyptic about the Houston Rockets, even though they're going to be terrible this year. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green did have fairly decent ends to their season. Um, well, and let's just put this on the table. They're right? both this is nice, young kind of, uh, especially Jalen Green, right? They're nice, young, talented players. So, I mean, this is one of the youngest teams rotation-wise, right? I mean, they've got some guys like Eric Gordon and, you know, David Nwaba, Boban, oh, probably going to stick on this roster, right? Like, oh, they got some out. older guys. Former Bull, David Nwaba, shout out to David Nwaba. But if you're most of the guys that are going to play are going to be – Kevin Porter Jr. might be one of the oldest guys that's playing at 22 years old. That's crazy. And let's talk about Kevin Porter Jr. then because I, that's the name people know. It's the name I knew. Uh, it's also a name that got drafted. Uh, people got really, really excited about Kevin Porter Jr. because he did also have a really nice ending uh, to his season two seasons ago. And uh, and I think people really thought, he that here it is. Here comes Kevin Porter Jr. Here's the breakout star of the Houston Rockets. He's the guy who's going to score on this team. He's going to get lots of rebounds and assists. Uh, rebounds for a guard, which is is a fantastic thing. And like you are saying, uh, he finished out way well outside of the top 100 in per game value. 15 points, two and a half threes, four and a half rebounds, six assists, one single steal, one zero point four blocks, almost a half a block a game, kind of like that. Free throw, 64%. That's pretty fucking terrible for a guard. So he was inactive for four straight games in late February to early March. And then he played the final 21 games. In those final 21 games, he averaged 19.5 points, 5.1 rebounds, 6.4 assists, 1 steal, 0.6 blocks, 44% from the field, 71.2% from the free throw line. Okay. So he had his, himself a nice little stretch, but we here at the Watching the Boxes podcast, we, uh, if you're new, welcome. Um, we always say this. Do not get tricked by small sample size theater. Do not do it. It's easy to get tricked by that. Don't do it. But is Kevin Porter, like you said, 22 years old, is he young enough, right, that this is just uh, him growing, not a hot streak? Um, here's the worries. You want the worries or you want the, the, you want the good news or the bad news, Michael? Is this a good news uh, day for you always, or a bad always, news day? Always the good news first. Okay. Well, the good news is someone's going to have to score on this team. I'm assuming the scoring is going to go up a bit for Kevin Porter Jr. Because he is probably the number two option on this team when Eric Gordon is not playing. And while we've seen Eric Gordon be rather injured lately. Facts. So, good news, right? That you is good hear news. The, you want to hear the bad news? What is the bad news? Well, there's a lot of it. So I'll start okay. with 
I'll start with the games played in the first three years by Mr. Kevin Porter Jr. You ready for this? Let me hear it. 50, 26, and 61. Now, let, wasn't that 50-game season, wasn't that the, was that the bubble season? Was that the short season? It was, but he still missed a significant stretch. They played 65 games, so he missed 15. Okay. And he played 26 out of 72, and mm-hmm. he played 61 out of 82. Uh, all right. Well, Kevin Porter Jr., I'm going to go out there, right? Number one, as a Roto player. Z- I have 0% interest as a Roto uh, League player in Kevin Porter Jr. I do not want my guard... My guard shooting forty one percent. He better be great at everything else. Kevin Porter is not at great. At, is not great at everything else. He's not even that. He's he's just a little. But he's above average in assists. If you are punting free throws, you're punting your percentages, which is a very typical, um, I guess punting strategy that everybody does. Which is if everybody is zigging, you should be zagging. Uh, but if you are zigging with the rest of the peop- the you know the standard players who like to punt their free their free throws and their field goal percentages, Kevin Porter is a pretty good guard. You know he's a top, I would say he's like top seventy, top sixty guard uh, because six point two assists is nice to have. It's not great, but if you were punting, punting or not punting percentages, right? Wouldn't you rather have Jalen Green than Kevin Porter next year? Oh, facts, 100%. Jalen Green would be the top-rated Rocket for me. Um, I, I will say that I, I'm going to put Kevin Porter Jr. outside my top 100 again. Here's why. Sure, we mentioned he was 109th in per-game value. Sure. But is he going to play more than 65 games? He's missed fif- relatively 15 games at least each of his first three seasons. So I'm guessing he's going to miss another 15 at least. So 65 games, you have a 109th ranked player per game value. Maybe that goes up a little bit to right around 100. But then you're going to miss 15 games. So isn't that going to drop you down a little bit in the total rankings to like 110-ish? And and you're, you're literally talking about best case scenario, right? That he does shoot. Over 42 instead of under 42%, uh, that he gets those starters minutes, that he is still the primary ball handler on this team, is averaging over six assists a game, is actually scoring. The best case scenario, right, is that he's barely cracking that top 100, still in that plateau region. Uh, you know, and, and if you're new to the uh, listening to the Watching the Boxes, like I said, welcome, but we're going to hear this all the time too. We got tears and we got the plateaus. And the players from about, you know, 45-50 to 75, that's one plateau. The, you know, the best players are way heads and tails. There were two, three, four the amounts of these players in that, in that range. Kevin Porter Jr.'s ceiling is not even in that first plateau. It's in that second plateau of players whose overall value, when you're not looking at it from a category, category standpoint, just looking at Z-scores, right, or whatever hashtag basketball.com uh, uses to total that up, there's a nice plateau, a second plateau under that first plateau. Kevin Porter Jr.'s ceiling is to maybe get into that first plateau. Yeah, I mean, 
Is it even that high? I, I, I mean, everything has to break right. Everything has to break perfect, and it's still like, I hope maybe top seventy-five, maybe. Yeah, that's everything breaking correct, and he's like maybe the seventy-six player. Yeah, even still, like he's gonna have to get those percentages up, and I don't really see any reason why we think he would. He's gonna have to take a leap. He's twenty-two. The potential is there, but he's gonna have to take that. Well, and here's the other thing about this team, right? Sure, they've got a lot of young talent, but, like, who is the defense afraid of? Also, who does he? what incentive does he have to not just chuck and ball out like he has been in the last couple years? What incentive does he have to tighten up his game on a terrible team? None. And they're they're expecting to not be good again, and they know they're going to be in the lottery again. So none. And so that's what I mean. Like yeah. I'm, we, I'm so not. I, yeah. I don't think I own Kevin Porter in any league because I think he's going to be inside the top 100, and I think he's I, outside my top. I agree. I think, uh, and that's the next question I was going to ask you. What is the temperature in the room? Uh, when I say that, uh, I mean we like to look at players. We like to look at what their actual value is going to be, but then we also like to look at when we get to draft day. What is the consensus around? Uh, fancy basketball Twitter or just Kevin Porter the, Jr. The people we talk for, about. It's a nice name. People like Kevin Porter Jr., but he burned a lot of people last year. He went 78th in Yahoo, 81st in Fantasy Pros Consensus ADP. That feels like where people will end up taking him this year. Yeah, because they're going to say the same things you've been saying. Right? Oh, well, he could take a leap, and he did average six assists, and someone's going to have to score, and he already proved he can score like 16 points a game, so why can't he score 20? And and if you're punting both of your percentages, kind of a fair place to take him. Even still, though, like your percentages still count. There's still categories in your league, and he's killing you. I mean, I guess he's not killing you as bad in the free throws because he doesn't really get to the line that much. But he's shooting 42% on volume. Yeah, and I, I... No, that's really bad. That's terrible. And I don't like to encourage people to punt at all. Like, I don't I, I don't want to the punt. I'm okay with ignoring a stat, and we'll talk about that later as we get closer to strategy uh, for your draft day. But um, I, I encourage people to... Because, like, if you're mediocre, if you're middle of the pack, your average in free throw, instead of punting free throw, you're ignoring uh, free throw. In your middle, your average, right? Um, you're going to win half of the time. You're going to win that category, especially if everybody else is punting uh, free throws. You might win more than half. Uh, and so this guy legitimately, as a guard, is so terrible for both your free throw and your field goal. I'm out. I don't want him. Not in my top 100. Yeah. Maybe not even my top 20. And there's no... There's no real reason to think he's going to be that much better either. Like, we've kind of seen what he is. Um, the next guy is really the interesting guy to me, yes. and that's Jalen Green. Because... Tale of two halves, right? Yeah, and we saw the normal kind of rookie struggles, right? So, obviously, this is kind of cherry-picking stats. But in the final 34 games, okay, he averaged 20.3 points, 3.5 rebounds, 3.1 assists, 0.8 steals... 46.7% from the field and 76.8% from the free throw line. That's kind of nice. Yeah, now... I, there's two things I don't like. There's three things I don't like, but that's kind of nice. There's no defensive stats. None. But, that's, that, that's the number one thing I don't like. Less than a steal. 
But could he get to a steal playing 35 minutes a game and being the star player on this team? That's a question. I'm not I sure. Mean, I don't know. going to be a stretch, I think. Real um, question mark. Number two, less than three assists a game. Well, but he... Something like that. He did average over three when he got a little bit more minutes and was playing better. Um, I think that's an area of his game he's really working hard to improve. Um, he's going to be a 20-point-per-game scorer, I think. And we talked about be. this. We talked about this uh, a few episodes ago, I think. That basically, there was one person who finished outside the top 100 that was a 20-point-per-game scorer. Yeah, I've already forgotten who it was. It Julius was... Randall? No, it was R.J. Barrett, remember? Because Julius Randle finished oh. like 85th. I got the wrong Nick. Yep. Yep. So, and they were the two worst. So Julius Randle was the second worst, and I'm pretty sure he finished 85th overall. Actually, he finished. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. He finished 81st. So he was the second worst. Okay. 20 points per game roughly translates to a top 80 player, right? Yeah. And And so, but like those other pieces, though, right? The lack of steals, the lack of free throw, the free throw percentage, once again, from your guard, not being that good. It's almost like people need to put Jalen Green in that spot, in that 70 to, to, to 90 section that everybody thinks Kevin Porter is in. Well, here was, here's the worry, right? So Green went 87th in Yahoo Leagues, but he went 69th in Fantasy Pros ADP. We Oof. all know that people love young players. And this is why I don't think I'm going to own Green either. Because I think Green is outside the top 75, but inside the top 100. So, right? I think he's a 75 to 100 player. Yeah, the temperature in the room is hot on Jalen Green. He, especially because he had that nice second half. You saw, like, you saw flashes of a guy who can play NBA basketball. If you're watching the games, you're like, ooh. At the beginning of this season, I wasn't so sure about this guy. Now I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, ooh, that guy... That guy's got some talent. That guy's going to be good. Just because you got a lot of talent, you can score, right? Doesn't mean suddenly you're going to put together a nice nine or eight or nine category stat line that will bring you up past, you know, that that first plateau, right? And can Jalen Green be somebody who takes a leap in his second year? Absolutely. But what frightens me, and which is why I'm not also not going to own a lot of Jalen Green because the temperature is already too high. What frightens me is that be that first half of the season. And just even looking at overall, the average, he shot 42.6% for the whole season. Which means yeah, but I mean, the first half he's, he's a scorer. Really he's a scorer, so I think that number will be fine-ish. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a plus, but I don't think it's going to be like a huge negative. I think it's going to be probably somewhere in a 45-ish to 46, maybe 47 at the high-end range. The real worry for me is more the rebounds, the assists, the no steals, and the no blocks. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm trying to look for a double-digit game and assists or rebounds last season, and there are none. His best attempts would be a an eighteen five and seven game. Um, he had seven and, assists was his highest, and then he had two games with six. All the rest were five or lower. Yeah, he had eight, eight rebounds. rebounds three times, and then he had six rebounds a bunch of times, and then it was five. Yeah, there's no and, – and I that, one of the little rules of thumb that I've uh, learned to live by uh, after playing fantasy for uh, since the – since the 90s? I shouldn't say that out, out loud, should I, Tyler? Um, 
is that if the guy doesn't have a couple games where you go, oh, oh shit, look at that, look at that line, look at that, oh man, a forty, you could say maybe a forty point game or a thirty three, an eight rebound game is kind of an oh shit game. There's nothing out here that really, really reeks of like, oh damn, that's like a you know a top tier level even just performance. Right, and if I can't see that in his game logs, then I'm not getting too excited about that particular player. Now the reverse can happen, right? Remember, um, what's his name, Carter Williams? Michael Carter Williams, yeah. Yeah, Michael Carter Williams had wild ass stat lines. Uh, the context was he was playing for the tanking 76ers. So, uh, you know, you got to read all the tea leaves in the tea kettle, Tyler, as they as they say. As everyone says, that uh, normal metaphor we're saying. Um, my, so I think that Green is going to go somewhere near the top 50 in your mm-hmm. draft. And you do not want Jalen Green anywhere near the top 50. That's so. insane. That's insane too high. Buyer, buyer beware. Absolutely beware. Let's look at the rest of this team because someone has to play, um, what are they called? Minutes. In a game, because we've, we've, we've talked about two players on this team, and we're kind of like, is there anyone else you want to talk about? And the answer is, I don't know. Alfred Sagoon? People love, he's, he's a fun fantasy name. He's, a, he's, got, he's kind of a fun player to wish he, he was better. Get a oh, nice so stat line every once in a while. I would say the other guys on this team that could do something, right, are... Alperen Sangoon, you mentioned, yeah. but how many minutes? I mean, he's the starting center. I think that was why they traded Christian Wood, right? Is they figured, let's give some minutes to Sangoon and see what he can do. Um, fun passer for a big man, so that's good. Like, you, look at, his per 30, you look at his per 36 minute numbers, they're pretty juicy, man. 16.7 points, 9.5 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 1.4 steals, 1.6 blocks. Like, that's a damn good stat line. That's that's a that's that's not a guy who might get a one one one. That's a guy who might get a one and a half, one and a half, one and a half. And there's not there's very few players who can get that three steal and block um in in the entire league really. So here's the worry, right? Because they've opened up the center spot for him to play. Which is Certainly. Good. The problem, he th- Averaged three fouls a game last year in 20.7 minutes. What? So now it's only one year, and sometimes rookie big men can get their fouls down, but sometimes they can't. I think we have this conversation like once a week, every week, every time we've ever done a preview show uh, and or preseason show and or team review. There are guys on these teams who get lots of blocks, and everybody gets really excited about Mitchell Robinson. And the guy fouls out all the time, and he can't stay on the court, so he's never going to play those 30-some minutes. If the player does decide to figure out that maybe I shouldn't try to block every single fucking shot and and foul out of the game, it's actually more valuable for me to be on the court, not just for the team, but for my financial situation, um, then their blocks go down. Yeah, so the great trade-off in life, right? Like, do you try to block everything, or do you want to play more minutes? And 
So everyone's going to say, like, all right, well, down the stretch, he played more minutes. Okay, well, let's look at it. Okay. You look at the final 29 games, he played more. His stats were better. They were 24.6 minutes, and it was 3.2 fouls a game. Ooh. And you look at the games, which there are games in there where it's like, you know, 11 minutes, 15 minutes. 14 minutes. He fouled out in 14 minutes against the Pelicans. He that's, only played that's cool. 18 minutes against the Jazz. He had fouled out in 18 minutes. Like, yeah. the minutes I don't like go, go down because he fouls out. And so, you know, what to expect from this guy? I think it's another guy who the name value because people get hyped about him and they see the cool passes from a big man and and all that like they're going to be picking this guy inside the top 100 unlike someone like kevin porter and jalen green who i don't think have robust fantasy um games uh, stat lines to to bring to the table if they do get the minutes i would say goon does Right, and it's it's that risk where I'm a I'm a little more willing to take a chance on someone like this than uh, paying the full price for, especially for Jalen Green, who's going to be well well overpriced. And Alfred Sagoon is is a name that fantasy heads know, uh, I would say, but the regular type of players who come in and out of fantasy basketball might not really, you know, they don't pay attention to Houston or these bad teams. They don't know who these players are, and he, the temperature in the room, right? I'm uh, I'm putting a big question mark there. Um, I'm willing to take a flyer in my last three, three or four rounds on someone like Alfred Sagoon because what I do like from him is that the minutes are there, uh, the role is there, right? The minutes might not be there. That's the that's what you're what the point we're trying to make is the role is there, the talent is there, the stat line is there, the minutes and staying on the court might not be. So if I'm picking him up in one of my drop my drop picks because if i pick him up and he doesn't play and he falls out all the time i drop him then great if i'm picking if i have to take him in the top 100 i'm not interested yeah and that's kind of where i'm at like if you're getting him outside the top 100 as a flyer he might be the best flyer left on the board so if you need a flyer great pick him but will will any of these players finish in the top 100 yeah i mean i think like Jaylen i said green. i think it, i think Jalen green's 75 to 100 I think Singoon, depending on the blocks and the minutes, which are going to also come down to how much he blocks and how many fouls, uh-huh. um, he's got a shot. And then another guy who I think is going to be overdrafted is rookie Jabari Smith. Yes, likely so. But should he be drafted in, in a standard league? Should he just be straight up drafted? Well... That that gets to a point of saying, you know, who is playing the power forward other than Jabari Smith? Uh, who? Let's once again see if Mike knows who's on this team. Um, you ever heard of a guy Maybe. named Jason Tate? You ever heard of a guy named Marquise Chris? You ever heard yeah. of a guy named Kenyon Martin Senior or Junior? Maybe Kenyon Martin Senior will come back and play. He's pretty good. If you remember Kenyon Martin, he's pretty good. And so, you know, a lot of people thought Jabari Smith was going to be the number one pick, and then he fell to third. Um, but again, like, what are we really expecting from a 20-year-old guy as a rookie forward 
who shot 42.9% from the field at Auburn last year. Yeah. And that, once again, the rookies are very, very hard to figure out. Um, we don't, you honestly don't usually say, yeah, go out and get yourself, go out and draft yourself a, a rookie in the top 75 because most of them don't make the top 75. Now, we've, we've definitely been wrong about that every once in a while. But I think with Jabari Smith, we weren't, we're not feeling his overall, his overall game, right? Um, could it be a steel block and three guy? Oh, that was a question mark? You wanted me to answer yeah. that? I mean, yeah, maybe. I'm answering it. He did average 2.3s, 2.33s on 42% last year in college. Uh, he averaged over a steal and a block, but I don't expect him to do that. He's a very good defender. I don't expect him to do that as a rookie in the NBA. And then you're also looking at it as a power forward. You got 7.4 rebounds in college last year, two assists, 17 points, like... I think the the best case scenario projection for me is bad field goal. You're looking at probably thirteen ish points, like probably good rebounds. Yeah, but probably still like seven, not like ten. Maybe uh, an assist and a half, maybe two, and then probably like point eight steals and point eight blocks. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a player that like is okay, sh- is like a mediocre shooter. Is a pretty decent steals blocks guy and a good rebounder. Um, well, no, even Andrew Wiggins scores, man. Like, uh, you know, you know whose stat line I could kind of see with a much worse field goal percentage. You were a little bit fewer points, like Laurie Markkinen. She's like barely a top 100 player. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Like a like a little bit better Frank Kaminsky or like a no Kaminsky's a decent shooter, uh, like a worse Jeremy Grant. Oh, like a, like a significantly worse Jeremy Grant. Yeah. If, yeah. If if a significant worse Jeremy Grant isn't getting you the dear listener excited about uh, drafting Jabari Smith, don't don't draft him. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to take him as an upside flyer in the last couple rounds, go ahead. But I wouldn't pick him before that. Yeah, now his upside, right? His upside could be pretty, pretty nice. Um, but it might not be this year. But here he is. He's going to play thirty some minutes a game, plenty of minutes to go around. Uh, I do think he should be drafted in all in, in all leagues at some in all standard leagues at some point. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, they got some other rookies on his team. They picked in the first round. Um, Tari Eason, they got uh, Ty Ty Washington, so there are two more guys who got picked in the first round. They're probably going to try to give those guys some minutes. I would not be picking them in any kind of standard league, but again, there's there are guys to keep an eye on. I actually like Ty Ty Washington um, as yeah, a long-term well, prospect, but I don't really it. expect him to do too, too much uh, this year. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he gets uh, plenty of shots, right? And I think he will because what they did last year, right, really the – Nobody really averaged more than 31 minutes per game last year. You know, Jalen Green was like almost 32. And then they kind of rotated everybody in and out, right? And there's no reason to think that won't be very, very, uh, very similar, except for more minutes for Jabari Smith and uh, Jalen Green and Kevin Porter and everybody else will just rotate in and out. Jason Tate, um, whoever the fuck else is on the team. 
it's just going to be a bad season for the Houston Rockets, and um, I, there's not a lot of good fancy value there because the guys that you know aren't that great, and the guys that you don't know aren't good enough. Right, and I mean, pour one out for Eric Gordon. Like, don't don't pick him in your league. He's been not good, and he's been not very healthy for the last couple of years. So, um, I would not pick him in in kind of any league if it were me. But if you really get at the end of your draft and you don't know anyone else's name, I mean. All the power to you. I will not pour one out for Eric uh, Gordon. He did not come to the U of I. He instead went to Indiana, and I will never forgive him for that. So screw off Eric Gordon into the night. Uh, and we are screwing off into the night as well. That's it for the Houston Rockets. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Todd P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes, where I am hate-tweeting Eric Gordon every day. Uh, if, you, if that's what you're into, follow me at Watch the Boxes. If you'd like the show, rate, review us. Um, or check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, just two bucks to just support the show. Two bucks a month. That seems reasonable. Um, and we'll, all that money goes back to you know either us buying new microphones or buying beers. Both of those things sound really nice. Uh, and we support, or we appreciate all the support we've gotten throughout the years from all of our Patreons. Shout out to you. We love you. Um, also, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Go ahead and subscribe now for content as we approach the beginning of the season. We'll be back with another team very soon. Until then, stay safe and have a great one. Bye.